With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It's the Steelers preview, but it's also Ravens week, or as I like to call it, Ravens hate week, because I hate the Ravens. All Steelers fans hate the Ravens. And these three guys that live in the state of Maryland really hate the Ravens. So bringing on my fellow Marylanders, Dave Schofield, co-editor. What's up, Dave? How are you tonight? Um, I'm doing okay. I'm still trying to get used to it this week. I can't call my daughter by name this week. It's just a rule that I have. I just have to call her child or daughter or something like that. Eldest um, child. Yes. Well, because her because her name um, is synonymous with, with the color purple. Um, so it starts with a V and ends with an eyelet. And, and, um, and so I can't call her by name during this week. That's just the way it works. Brian Anthony Davis, go ahead. What's up? Thank heavens. I thought he named her Ratbert Schofield. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not that's not a loving name, but no, that's I get it. You know, as far as everything goes, I love the fact that it's Ravens week. I get that the back of my neck, the hair stands up. I get all ready for this. I just get really pumped up. I want to fight people this week. I mean, the person in Arby's, they they didn't put my curly fries in there. I went nuts. They were wearing purple. Let's just say restraining order. Can't go to the drive-thru anymore. No uh, <laughs> no big beef and cheddar for me. Oh, um, my gosh. That's your new nickname, big beef and cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get right into things here. The Pittsburgh Steelers travel to play the Baltimore, Mar- Baltimore Maryland. In Baltimore, Maryland, they play the Ratbirds, the Ravens. At MT Bank Stadium. Now you all have been there. I have not. I refuse to go there. I've had opportunities to go there. I've had opportunities to go there when the Ravens were awful and the Steelers were good. I've had opportunities when the, the script was switched. I will turn them all down until the day I die because there's no chance and you know where that I'm walking into that stadium because I'm not gonna be able to contain myself and you know that I'm not gonna be able to bite my tongue. Brian, share us with you your experience of going to MT Bank Stadium. When was it? How was it? And would you ever go back? I'm not going to say never, but I thought it was a very bad experience. The Steelers were a playoff uh, playoff team that year. I believe we're talking about 15, 2015, maybe. The Ravens were having a very bad year. It was week 15. It was right after Christmas. You know, I just uh, absolutely hated it because just because I was wearing a Steelers jersey, they were just uh, yelling my way. But when I stood up and looked and I had a very big guy next to me, he stood up and just looked around. They stopped. But on the way out of the stadium, there was a family wearing a whole bunch of Steelers uh, attire and younger children. And these Ravens fans were just uh, just heckling them like crazy, which was just not appropriate. And uh, I remember saying something there. And uh, thankfully, because I, you know, I joke about assaulting Arby's personnel, but I'm not a fighter. I, I'm, you know, that's just for fun. And, but I really hated it. It it's, here's the thing. They hate us so much more than we hate them. 
and we talk about hating the Ravens. No, they are jealous and have a lot of hatred towards the Steelers. And so that's the thing. So I really didn't enjoy it. And I used to like that white stripe song. I think it's a really cool song, seven nation army, mm-hmm. but is it seven? Nation army? Yeah. Yeah. I think but so. every time they score or, uh, John Harbaugh farts, they play that damn song. <laughs> and, and it's just like, and, and they're chanting it. And I'm like, Oh, this is horrible. So, you know, I'm not a big fan, but before before I let you go on to Dave, I'm going to tell you a really funny story. Elementary school bus, my newfound friendship with one Jeff Jefferson Hartman, we're, <laughs> we're driving through, we're going to the aquarium. Our kids are in what, first grade at the time? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And we're going past the stadium and he's like, Jeff's like, can't do it now, but cover me. I've got to give it. The, I got to give him the finger. Every time I go past that stadium, I give it the finger. I'm like, me too. Me too. I give a building the finger, and Jeff does too. I thought he was perfect. I love it. We yeah, Wang farts. That's funny. We used to have to go take my son to doctor's appointments down in Baltimore, and we used to have to go into downtown, and we'd have to go right by M&T Bank Stadium and um, Camden Yards, and I would say, "Hey, kids, look over there on the left," and then flip off on the right. <laughs> <laughs> my wife would get mad anyways dave you've been mt right i think i heard you say i've that been there twice the first time i was there was actually my first ever nfl game you know not not uh, uh seeing the uh, a training camp workout or anything like that when i used to go watch the the steelers and redskins that's who they were at the time um play at their training camp I was there because my wife got really cheap tickets from work. And I actually watched my first NFL game I ever went to was in Baltimore where it was the Ratbirds hosting the New Orleans Saints. And I was there dressed in green because that was the school colors of where I was coaching football. So it's not, so I decided to just go neutral. And people were trying to slap my hands like, no. But I watched Deuce McAllister score three rushing touchdowns on the Ravens and, and defeat them 37 to 25 uh, back in 2002. My other experience was when um, the only reason I decided to go was because the, I, I had. I, I had a, a friend of mine, Ravens fan, had never been to an NFL game, said he really wanted to go, wanted to go sometime, you know, in Pittsburgh. And I'm like, man, those, I don't want to waste a ticket going to Pittsburgh with taking a Ravens fan. I'm not doing that. So it was the year the Ravens were terrible. And um, Steeler fans wouldn't do this, but what do Ravens fans do? They sell their tickets for next to nothing. Yeah. I got the best seats for nothing. Basically, I mean, for less than for, for for less than half of cost. Um, so I went to that game with a Ravens fan. So it was one of those things where people he was like, I'm not letting anyone mess with you. But it, it was so funny because I guess they appreciate the guy next to me that was a season ticket holder appreciated the knowledge. And he actually said to me after the game, he's like, um, if all Steeler fans were like you, I think I could get along with them. He says, I've never met a Steeler fan like you. I'm like, I just like football. Yeah. But I couldn't say too much because that was the game. It was freaking Ryan Mallett. They lost to Ryan Mallett, you know? So I same hate that game. play. I'm not going to You all were at the same game. We were at the same game. Two I, days I didn't realize it was the same yeah. game. It was, yeah, it was, it was on. It was, Ryan Mallett. Yeah. Ah, 
Yes. So there I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, we next, don't want to talk about it. I remember that game. I remember that game. That was around the holidays because I was back in Wheeling. Yeah, and um, the, yeah. So, okay. Before we get into the nuts and bolts, the X's and O's of this thing, the brass tacks. When you think about Steelers Ravens at M&T Bank Stadium, take away the time that you went in person. What is your favorite moment of a Steelers game at M&T Bank Stadium? Brian, we'll start with you. Santonio Holmes win the division. He just squeaked that ball over. It was the first immaculate extension, actually. It wasn't on Christmas Day, but he just got over in 2008. That was a big, big moment. They win the division. You know, the Ratbirds were really good that year. They ended up in the AFC Championship game against Pittsburgh, but that was a special moment for me. They still argue that that football didn't get over the goal line, even though it clearly did. It was pretty obvious. Did you say 2008? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That was because that was the year that the Steelers beat them three times, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. What about you? What about you, Dave? Oh, my thing is, is I watch so many of the games on TV other than than that one that I can't. Sometimes I can't remember which ones were in Baltimore and which ones weren't. That was the that was the biggest, you know, probably the the bigger issue with me. So if I'm thinking, uh, you want me um, to go while you think about it? Yeah, go. Yeah, you go ahead. Okay, mine would have to be Brian. Help me out with the year. Can't I can tell you the game? What they were wearing? Like the Ravens were wearing their purple jerseys, black pants. Troy Polamalu comes off the edge. You're thinking the Steelers are not going to score a touchdown in this game. Like they're not even going to get across the goal line. Tomahawk chop Joe Flacco's arm. Fumble is loose. Lamar Woodley, his fat butt picks it up, and he stumbles into the end zone for the touchdown. They end up winning that game. That was incredible. What year was that, Brian? 2010. That was a fun year. That was it a was game December. I remember. Sunday night football. And I remember yep. sitting there thinking, holy cow, they're, the Steelers are not going to score anything. They're not going to score any points. They're literally going to get shut out. I think they kicked a couple field goals, but then Troy came off the edge. Pow, tomahawk chop right on Flacco's arm. That was beautiful. David, you have one yet? That was that was 13 to 10. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That was, and that was that the bloody was, nose game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that's what I was going to say. I couldn't think of which game it was. So was, it really, was that was that the same the game, game? Was that the same game? Correct me if I'm wrong. When Roethlisberger was, man, it was late in the game, fourth quarter. Can't take a sack, and he's trying to get away from Suggs. Suggs is literally like on his back, and he gets out of the pocket. The, the left handed throw shovels it forward, left handed pass. I remember the, the play. The I'm game? trying to remember that was the same I don't know game. If that's the same game or not. I don't I'm not sure, but that's coming to a retro show near you. I'm sure <laughs> I will tell you that. Well, it'll be Thanksgiving because that's the next time you all will be talking about the Ravens. But let's talk about yeah. this episode. And this episode is titled something that I heard Dave bring up. I'm not sure if it was a Scobro show or no. another podcast where he said the pressure this week is not on the undefeated six and zero Pittsburgh Steelers. It is on the five and one Baltimore Ravens for a lot of reasons. The Ravens are coming off a bye. The Ravens are at home. I still think now I'm going to be running the expert picks article for tomorrow on the website on Friday behind the steel curtain.com. I haven't checked to see what the experts think yet, but I'm going to be shocked if the majority of experts think the Ravens are going to win this game. Brian, why is there no pressure on the Steelers? Why should the Steelers be like, Hey, we're playing with house money. Because they're six and zero, oh, And if they lose this game, they are not two games behind and behind on the tiebreaker like the Ravens would be. And that's the bottom line to it. You know, they're still in a position. They're still, I don't want to say there's no pressure on the Steelers, 
but they have less pressure. The onus is completely on Baltimore on this one because they already have that loss. That loss to Kansas City, it's easy to say, whoa, they just lost the Super Bowl champs, get off their back. No, you really can't do that because they got destroyed. That 34 to 20 score was a lot farther away from reality than you'd think. They uh, they got crushed in that game. They were never in it. Anything that they scored was garbage time. They were embarrassed, and that could happen again. The last team that we saw with a pretty good record that got embarrassed twice this year when they played good teams was the Cleveland Browns. I'm not saying that Baltimore is the Cleveland Browns. All I'm saying is that Baltimore, just like they say about the Steelers, hasn't played anybody that they have not beaten anybody of worth really at this point. So you look at Baltimore, they are injured and beaten up a little bit. This buy, they don't come off buys well. This is uh, they're right for the picking. They do come off buys well, but yeah, let's talk about do. that in a second. Okay. You know, I'm I'm shocked that the the live chat we haven't had any Ravens fans in here yet because it seems like we always do. Yeah. There's really? always one. There's always one jag off that comments on like every single video that we put out there and says, "Oh, Ravens flock, blah blah blah." I'm sure they'll chime in sooner or later. But you know what they always say? You hear them mouthing off on Twitter, and they all say the Steelers haven't played anybody. The Steelers, no, I don't think any Steeler fan is going to really say up until week six and seven that they've played anybody. But let's play this game with the Ravens, shall we? Let's do the same thing to the Ravens like they want to do with the Steelers. Week one, Ravens beat the Cleveland Browns 38-6. to Completely shellacked. Almost Take, the same score that the Steelers beat. Exactly. Them. Take it for what it is. Some might say, hey, I mean, Kevin Stefanski's first year. Baker Mayfield's fourth offensive game, <laughs> offensive playbook in his career. Um, it's the first. There's a lot of first there. Okay, next. At Houston. Okay, Bill O'Brien was still trying to tear the thing down from the inside out. Kansas City blows their doors off. Like Brian said, that 34 to 20 score was not indicative of how bad that game was. Okay. At Washington, they win 31 17. I watched that game. It was not as that that looks like a score where they blew them out. It was closer than you think. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati, they they it's Joe Burrow. It's a rookie quarterback. Good defense is going to do that. They went 27 3. And then at Philly, two point conversion away from losing that game. I'm looking at these teams. Cleveland, okay, five and two. Houston, what? Two wins. Kansas City, good team. Washington, I think two wins. Cincinnati, one win. Philadelphia, two wins. These are not good teams. So if Raven fans want to come at Steeler fans and say, who have you all played and who all that stuff? Well, guess what? The Steelers have played just as many good teams. Cleveland and Tennessee, they played Cleveland and Kansas City. And they've won them all. They've won them all. So here we are. The pressure, I think, is squarely on the Ravens because like Brian said, if they lose this game, they are in some serious trouble in the division, plain and simple. Dave, what are your thoughts? My thoughts, I better get this. I'll get my thoughts in before the super chat. My thoughts are, I kind of brought up a lot of this on the stat geek. If you didn't hear, if you didn't listen to that Good show. Morning Give it a listen. In, in the audio form, the Steelers and Ravens have played very similar teams. And the difference is they both, they're, other than the Browns, the only other team that they've each played that's over 500 is a team from the AFC Championship game from last year. Now, it just so happened that the, that the Ravens got the one that won that game and won the Super Bowl, but they got them at home. The Steelers had to travel to Tennessee. The Steelers won that game on the road. Baltimore got beat pretty good at home. 
You know, and if you look at it, they're like, oh, well, they had to go up against Kansas City's offense. Technically, even after playing the Steelers, Tennessee has more yards per game. So they have they're a higher ranked offense than Kansas City. So you you can't really make that argument at all. You are exactly right, Jeff. They have very similar resumes coming into it, and the Steelers are one game to the better right now. And let's not forget that coming into this season, in terms of 2019 win percentage, in terms of easiest schedules in the NFL, Pittsburgh was second to last in terms of easiest, and Baltimore was the easiest. So we knew this going into it. Go ahead, though, Dave, and do, let's get this live chat taken care of. Felicia, $5. She said, I miss Lance and his love-hate predictions so we can know where we're gonna, whether we're going to win or not. I'll drop $10 if Dave gives me a Lance. Hey, Felicia. So, Dave, come on. I, got, I don't remember how he did it, but I got to try. Hey, Felicia. <laughs> That's about as good as you're going to get. <laughs> it was pretty good. And, Felicia, if it makes you feel better, hey. Lance gives us his predictions on uh, – by text every week. So we get our Lance prediction. He changed <laughs> the one week. He came out and said the Steelers are going to lose to the Browns. And then it turns around two days later, after I said it on the Scobro show, I was like, no, nah, the Steelers are going to win. <laughs> I'm like, well, if you pick them each, one one day, one the other, then you know you're over. You, either way, you can say you're right. But uh, yeah, he still gives us his predictions. I don't know if Go we should ahead. care, though. Go ahead, Brian. What is your, well, you want to say something? Yeah, I wanted to make a comment about the schedules. Sure. The only difference in schedules is the fact that they've got the Patriots and they've got the Chiefs because of that first place schedule that they're playing. The Steelers have the Broncos and they have the, the excuse me, they have the Broncos and they have the Bills. Yeah. And the Bills they have in Buffalo on Sunday night in December with the, that raucous, mafia, idiotic, lunatic crowd. They're not going to have any fans out there. That's true. That's a good point. They're not in the right state to have fans. (laughs) I was going to say, they're not putting fans up there. (laughs) Those those people are insane. I will tell you that. (laughs) Oh, they are insane. They are insane. But, you know, that's it's a little different. You're right, though. Now, what about this game? Because there are certain teams that when I'm looking at this game on paper and I'm looking up some numbers for podcasts and things like that, that I'm like, you know what? I love how the Steelers match up. Like, I love it because it just, you can just see it, you can picture it. There it is. Uh, there it is. Felicia gives us the 10 bucks. She's a woman of her word. Thank you, Felicia. She said, cool. Tell Lance. I said, hey, that's great. Um, first last gave us $5. Said Ravens are under pressure to win because they play the Titans on November 22nd. And four days later, they play Pittsburgh. Ooh, I didn't know yeah. that. You didn't know that? Yeah, no. I talked about that. I talked about that. that that's that's an interesting thing. Okay. But yeah, we'll They get, have to play the Titans and then roll into Pittsburgh. On a short week. That's Almost like playing the Titans on the road and then going to Baltimore on the road. So yeah. when I'm thinking about this game and I looked at these numbers, there's certain things that make me uneasy. And that's always the case when they play the Ravens. I'm never comfortable when they play Baltimore. I don't care if it's in Heinz Field. I don't care if it's MT Bank. I'm never comfortable when they play the Ravens because I know no matter what, we can count on one hand in our lifetimes the amount of times that this game was in hand either way where you're like, Oh, that game, this game's over. I mean, you think about that. I think it was week two that one year when Roethlisberger almost got killed by Bart Scott, they just blew him out. Pittsburgh didn't have a prayer in that game. And then you think about the uh, 35 points in the first half on Monday night football, that game was over at that moment as well. Those are rare. These games are close. They're hard fought. It's going to come down to the end. If it doesn't, you're shocked, but guys, what, if anything, 
gives you pause about this upcoming game, whether it's offense, defense, doesn't matter. Brian, we'll start with you. Lamar Jackson does not throw well off of the blitz, but the problem with the blitz, he can take off and kill you with those legs. And I just don't know without, without uh, Mr. Bush, if they can go ahead and, and stop him off of that, when he's going running free freelancing trying to run away from that blitz i think that might be dangerous i'm afraid he's going to break one that's what gives me pause and also the tight end situation for them as well who's other than andrews who do they have because they got rid of hayden hurst who's their other tight end do we know i think nick boyle's still there right dave really nick boyle's i can't remember they talked about it on um well, know your enemy. They mentioned the name, and I couldn't remember what it was. I might be wrong. I'm just I'm well. They uh, got rid of Hayden Hurst, traded into Atlanta. He's with the Falcons now. Um, but go ahead. Anyways, I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, that, that's just a, that's just who that's what really worries me the most. Mark Andrews and yes, Nick Boyle is still there. Okay, very good. Um, we'll talk about Maxwell's five dollars here in a second. But Dave, go ahead. What what gives you pause coming into this game, if anything at all? This is the best Steelers run defense they've had in a long time with that front five. Yeah. So, I mean, better than last year. I mean, last year they struggled some against the run. This year, it's not just that. They've been dominating the line of scrimmage. They've been they've been getting pushed on the line. They haven't been getting pushed. So, if you're going to come in with that big run game, especially with the running back that does the best – with Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram not practicing for two days so far this week. So he is very much up in the air if he will play. That's, that's, and like, and if, if you didn't, if you didn't listen to Jeff's Let's Ride on Wednesday, you've got to go back and listen to that because Jeff has me convinced that Lamar Jackson can't throw. You know, well, Bob, Lamar no, Jackson. No, I know it's not. I'm not, not going to. I know you. I'm not going that far. I'm not going to give him the Baker Mayfield treatment. I'm yeah. not going to give him the Baker. No. May, Baker Mayfield sucks. We know this. Yeah. Not going to go that far. Yes, but Lamar Jackson can't throw the football, and not very well. He can. He was the MVP last year. He's a playmaker. He's not this year. He's just no. Yeah. He's a playmaker, and I think that Mike Tomlin put it best on Tuesday during his press conference. He said, "You have to defend him in three ways: as a passer, as a runner, and as a play extender." Kind of like what Brian mentioned, where if you don't get home and you give him a, a crease, he's going to be gone. And so, the one thing that I was so dumbfounded with, and it, it, look, we'll get to that. I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I get excited. Okay, for me. This game, what gives me pause is the is the Baltimore Ravens pass rush. Because I think that the Steelers' defense, like Dave said, matches up extremely well with the Ravens for once. And yeah, I think it's safe to say that this defense was put together to stop the Baltimore Ravens and by proxy the Cleveland Browns because they both want to run the ball. That's how they want to set up their game plan. You need to stop the run. And so for me, I'm worried about the fact that this Baltimore pass rush believe it they've done a great job they have 22 sacks on the season well pittsburgh who leads the nfl with 26 i believe is what i have here that's great. and i mean i know the steelers have only given up eight okay they've only given up eight but they haven't really faced a pass rush like this and so that gives me pause because if if roethlisberger's under duress that's an issue so they're going to have the, the steelers and i don't want to get too uh, far ahead of myself here the Steelers are going to have to run the football too. They're going to have to establish the run, and that's not going to be easy. The Ravens' defense is giving up 109 per game, which is 11th. The Steelers, oddly enough, 
are 11th in rushing yards per game. I know those are not averaged out like Dave and his stat geek. I got, I, I, don't worry. <laughs> I got them here if you really want to know. It's okay. Because, we we get the gist of it. We well, get the gist of it. When half, when half the league's played one number of games, the other oh, half yeah. played a different okay, number. Okay, go and, ahead, Dave. Go ahead. Geek it what, out. What would you mean with the with the rushing offense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rush defense of the Ravens and the okay. Steelers. Well, you're rushing. right. The Steelers, the Steelers are the 11th best rushing offense with 129.6 right. yards a game. And Baltimore's D is 10th at 100. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Still, we'll talk about that. I want to get to Maxwell Holcomb's $5 tip here. Super chat. We appreciate that. He said, who do you guys think has the advantage if it rains on Sunday? Here I am living in Maryland. I have no idea what the weather's calling for this weekend. I think it's just get cooler. It's supposed to rain later in the day as of right now. So that's. Who has the advantage, Brian, if it does, if Mother Nature wants to drop some dampness on the game? Well, I was thinking that the Titans were going to have the advantage in the rain when it was raining on Sunday. I was really worried about that. And you did see some interceptions from Ben Roethlisberger. The Steelers are going to rely on throwing the ball probably a whole lot more than the Baltimore Ravens. I think uh, a running team does well in the rain. We saw what Robert Sniffin the Turd did against them last <laughs> last year um, on the last game of the season in the rain, in the cold, um, played pretty well against them. So, you know, all I'm thinking is that the rain might not be in the Steelers' best interest, but they're gamers. This is a big game, so you know they're they're ready for everything. They're like the U.S. Postal Service: rain, sleet, snow. Don't worry about the Steelers, but they do have the disadvantage. Dave, what do you think? It rained last Sunday in Nashville. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. No, I didn't it didn't did. rain in there Nashville. Was rain, there was rain in Nashville. It did not. It was supposed to be really hot, and it ended up being much cooler. But it didn't rain. There was rain. So, man, no. Someone called Jimmy Denardo. What the heck's going on? <laughs> Brian, Tell us, it's Joe, raining in Nashville, and the Ravens can't win out of the bye. And... Well, they were calling for rain, and I know I saw some. And rain. he thinks Seattle has two losses. <laughs> no, this is not me not paying attention. Gosh, I've already screwed up the bye thing this week. Baker Mayfield sucks. Baker Mayfield sucks. Just say Baker Mayfield sucks. No, he does. And if you (laughs) listen to the rooting guide, there's a whole song dedicated to Baker Mayfield sucks. I'll have to check that out. Without a teaser. Yeah. Nathaniel says bad is right. I know there was rain. Nathaniel's not Joe DiNardo. I don't trust him. Okay. And Joe DiNardo, I'm not digging up his bones to ask him what he thinks. Dave, (laughs) if it is raining at MT Bank Stadium this Sunday, and it actually does rain, not in Brian's mind. Does it benefit one or the other? Brian, one thing that Brian said there that I felt was very true, might have been the only thing he said true all night, and that is last last week, in, or last week, last season in week 17, and it was pouring. Uh, that's just all I have in my brain. Now, of course, this is a much different Steelers team, um, especially on defense. And all around, they're just a different team. So, but I just gut feeling, I would say if it was raining, I would give a little bit of advantage to the home team. Yeah, I I can't remember the last time it rained to the point where it affected the game. You know, like you're not able to throw. I mean, yeah, you think about the deluge they had in Monday Night Football against Miami where the final score is three to nothing. Yeah, (laughs) that was a that was different. Um, You think about the Miami game that Brian just recently did on the retro show. Ben's first start as a quarterback that was in a hurricane like that. That changes things. I don't think they're calling for that. Kyle Smith puts five dollars in the tip jar. Says legend has it. Bob Griffin, the third is still dancing on the field. (laughs) M&T Bank Stadium from last year's week 17 game. 
I do remember that. And I guarantee you the players remember that. If fans remember it, the players do too. Uh, CT Pittman says, honestly, I'm not worried about the Ravens run game. We held Derrick Henry in check, and he's better than all three backs on the Ravens. I would agree with that. I would agree with that as well. The biggest thing that I'm worried about with their run game is Lamar Jackson and not their running backs. Well, let's because look at that's, this. That's uh, what's let's, different. Let's talk about Lamar a little bit, and that's actually how they say it in Baltimore. Let's talk about Lamar Jackson. Okay, so everyone, yeah, I was looking up these statistics, and I, I talked about this on my Let's Ride on Wednesday. If you want a more in-depth on that, you got to listen to it, okay? I even sent it to my friend that's a Ravens season ticket holder, and he said, I can't believe I'm saying this. That was a pretty good show. So, yeah, I, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty. It was pretty unbiased. It was. I wasn't bashing him. I mean, I am now. <laughs> so this is an offensive NFL. All right. This is like the NFL to the max in terms of scoring and passing. It is an offensive league more this year than I think ever has for crying out loud. Remember the watermark that Todd Haley said, where he was like, we want to average 30 points a game. And fans were like, ha, that's hysterical. It's never going to happen because that was such a lofty goal. Now it's like, Oh, you're just averaging 30 points a game. That's it. So listen to this. In the six games that the Baltimore Ravens have played, do you realize that Lamar Jackson has only thrown over 200 yards two times? Only, only because twice. you told me. <laughs> and it was in weeks one and two. It was in weeks one and two yeah. in the last four weeks. Yeah, he one has, in there that's under 100, isn't he? Yes, against Kansas City, he threw for 97. Against Washington, he threw for 193. Against Cincinnati, that they blew him out, 180. And then in Philly, he threw for 186. I mean, Gee. tell me this guy. I mean, I know he's a he's a he is a game breaker, meaning he can beat you with his legs, but he is not throwing the ball well. My like the guy that I sent the my, my good friend who's a season ticket holder, he is swears up and down that there's something wrong with Lamar Jackson. He said he's he's not accurate, he's not confident. He thinks it's a knee because he missed some practice time earlier in the season with a knee. I don't know, but Lamar Jackson, and listen to the rushing numbers too. Okay, he rushed for 45 in week one, 54 in week two, 83 against Kansas City, uh, 53 against Washington, only three against Cincinnati. He didn't have to. And then Philadelphia, 108. So, I mean, he's still running the football. I mean, I'm not saying that. But at the same time, when I looked at these Lamar Jackson numbers, I was not, I was underwhelmed. We'll put it that way. I was underwhelmed. We have some super chats to get to. Sean Manahan puts $2 in the tip charts. The Steelers, 30, Ravens, 17. I'm sorry, Ratbirds. 17 get that correct we'll give our predictions here later in the show and isaac aguilera longtime viewer and listener of the program says it gives us five bucks thank you isaac if Vinny lays the boom on lamar the way he did to Tannehill, lamar won't want to run the ball himself again oh my goodness if, he hit him so if, hard <laughs> he, that was a that was a great hit clean hit if this if the steelers are going to de deploy the same defensive approach that they did in week 17 and this is a question for you guys and that was if you're going to want run your RPOs, because rule states, once you put the ball out for a running play and you keep it and you run, you are a runner. And so that's why they hit Robert Griffin III every single time he even handed the ball off, like just punished him. That was their goal. It reminds me of the movie Remember the Titans, where he says, we want them to remember when they played the Titans. Like they, it's like the Steelers and Keith Butler said, we want Lamar Jackson, or in this case, RG3, to remember the time that they played the Steelers because they're going to hit them every single time. Guys, do they do that again, or do they change it up? Brian, we'll start with you. They could change it up, but it's this is a different quarterback that they're facing. They're facing Lamar Jackson instead. So I'm looking more at the game plan from week five in 2019. 
that's the game plan that I'm hoping they follow because, you know, even though Lamar Jackson had some plays, especially uh, towards the beginning and closer to halftime, he had a, a good go against them. He was not, uh, they shut him down more than any other team did to that point until he got to the playoffs, but they did pretty well against Lamar Jackson last year. So they have the defense that can handle him, but I don't think it's going to be the same game plan for uh, Bobby Griffin three, because it's just two different guys. Well, you speak of week five. Here is his stat line in week five last year. It's the only game that Lamar Jackson has started against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He played sparingly in 2018 when he would sub in for Wacko Flacco. And then he started in week five and then they sat him in week 17. So when it comes to experience against Keith Butler in that defense, he does not have a lot of it. 19 of 28, only threw for 161 yards, a 5.8 average, threw for one touchdown, three picks, five sacks. He, they sacked him five times in that game for a 54.9 rating. He had 14 runs for 70 yards, a five-yard average, and four of those went for a first down. So those were, that, was, that was probably maybe one of the best defensive performances against Lamar Jackson in his career so far. Dave, what are your thoughts on that game plan defensively? The whole thing of hitting the quarterback every time is great, but you can take it too far. And I think the Steelers did last year. In week 17. I agree with that. I not, agree. not that they, not, not that they shouldn't be hitting him. Not let I me mean, take it too far is that there were times they were more worried on hit more worried about hitting the quarterback every time than they were actually stopping the ball carrier. There was times where they had the option to tackle the ball carrier and they opted to hit the quarterback. It almost felt like that yeah. someone else that someone else was going to make that play. And then that someone else wasn't there to make that play. I still want to hit the quarterback, but you don't have to do it. Don't do it at the price of saying, Oh, well maybe they'll get some runs on us because we're too busy hitting the quarterback. No, no. Stop the run, hit the quarterback when you can. Absolutely. So, hey, go ahead, Brian. You have something to say? You know, that game plan, I agree with you completely, Dave, but that game plan was based on the fact that you had Duck Hodges on the other side of the ball. That's true. And they were really down on him at that point because they had replaced him with Mason Rudolph the week before, and then he gets hurt. You yeah. just had a situation where they needed the defense to score points for them, and that's yeah. why they were sending everybody they could. Yep. Listen, we're just getting warmed up. It's Ravens week. We're just getting warmed up. So if you're listening in audio, make sure you go over to part two because we're going to be talking about X-Factors, bold predictions, giving our predictions. We have a couple of super chats to get to as well. Uh, we're going to talk about the injury report. All that's in part two. If you're watching live on YouTube, don't go anywhere because we're not going anywhere, but we'll be right back after this break. 